0: It's beginning to not look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Trump selected his president Science has projected Natural projected disasters, sunken cities, in the and the snow It's not beginning to look a lot like Christmas
1: Hello and good evening My name is Josh I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob but the With the folks here that is reason and the unreasonable makes sense that because this is so nope. yay! hear me out.
2: Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Was that a 2016 Christmas song? <laughs> it, it was, but I was going for the climate change aspect of it. They had no, to drop in. They had to drop in a Trump thing, which was unfortunate. But well, no, they at least dated it. Though so at least uh, we know that their predictions
1: have not come to pass six years later, <laughs> like every time. Do you not watch the news? There are like natural disasters every other week.
2: Yeah. If you would like to to remind Aaron of all of the climate disasters that we've had in the past six years. climate disasters of the last six years. Please call in at 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. This is how I know that climate
3: change is a fucking religion because they sound exactly like my mom being like the real the like she's kind of like the kooky church lady where it's like oh oh we've documented some disasters so therefore climate change is coming to kill us all whereas like the church lady version of that is wow you see that tornado or that tsunami it's a sign that of the apocalypse the bible says there'll be all these crazy (laughs) storms and then the apocalypse will be here and it's like shut up mom no one had their fucking cell phone to see a tsunami that was nine thousand miles away like what the f-
2: okay what but, yeah. are you talking about yeah
3: it, yeah oh dude it's insane doesn't have uh just doesn't have the cool cool religion to sell like i do the zazel being buried under antarctica
2: <laughs> or satan being, being uh being buried in france or something <laughs> oh
3: yeah, yeah that's next thing don't, don't spoil it Bob. yeah don't don't spoil it oh, sorry so, uh, <laughs> um Speaking of science as God, have you guys seen uh, what's going on with the the old space, space shuttle uh, up there recently?
2: Sort of. Which space shuttle is this exactly? The Soyuz.
3: It's one of the Russian ones. Docked oh, with the okay. ISS. And they're going... You know how they do these, like... Um, I think I've showed before, we've talked about before, when they do the spacewalks. It's always live. They do live ones. Whenever they do a live spacewalk... They never point the camera. They never turn the camera ever, like more than 90 degrees. It's always pointed at Earth, and the guy with the camera never turns ever. Like, he doesn't turn 100. They never, like, looked the other way from Earth. You know what I mean? It all looks goofy. And then the other thing that we've noticed is uh, bubbles randomly
1: floating around in space occasionally, which those shouldn't Uh, be there. Do we finally have a, a good explanation for that to put all these dumb conspiracy theories to rest? well uh they went to do a live spacewalk uh, a couple days ago and
3: all of a sudden an explosion of bubbles happened and they had and uh, let's just listen to the 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 science communicator tell us about what happened here and then you guys you know try to describe you know pause it describe what you see you know
4: as we go through this control houston you're looking uh, at a close-up view of the area of the Soyuz MS 22 spacecraft uh, that uh, began uh, streaming particles of what could be a uh, coolant fluid that began
0: Pause about 5 minutes or so.
3: <laughs> Does this guy Bob just rewind okay. that about 15 yeah. seconds? And tell me if this guy isn't just scrambling for an excuse of what it might be. This is like this is like if your wife catches like she finds like clothing that's not hers and you're like, "Uh, that could be um your sister's uh stuff that you borrowed uh possibly or somebody I'm related to and I wasn't um cheating on you."
4: <laughs>
3: Let's listen to him.
4: 22 spacecraft uh, that uh, began uh streaming particles of what could be a coolant fluid
0: that began about 45 minutes or so ago
1: <laughs> yeah i wasn't convinced but then like as he describes it as generically as particles to begin with and then goes into a theory and kind of is scrambling for words that that i it, think i think it, you might have a point,
2: well, Aaron. the the <laughs> the point is is that even the broadcaster on the fly live couldn't accurately describe what was happening. He couldn't be like, oh, this is what's happening. This is obviously what's happening. I, I right? urge everybody he, to- he had to be like, there's some stuff that is in particle form at that is coming off of the ship. Like, that's basically what he said there. Well, well he, he's a, he's aware
1: that some people <laughs> was... only listen to science news and uh, that his quotes might be taken out of context. If he were to say that there are these bubbles um, coming out, then people might not actually go and look at the video themselves and see that it's coolants and not air bubbles underwater. <laughs> now, he's thinking two steps ahead, man. Look I at this you. Ne- yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> look at this next <laughs> clip. And I urge everybody out there to please just stop and just. Look it, it, at some videos of this, sure it cause it's insane. It's just bubbles in an underwater pool. Like, that's what they look like.
2: So, I I have like the the later clip. Uh, so that was live. We played like the live clip of the guy talking, but they actually readjust the camera angle, I guess. Right, Aaron? Yeah. Know, how, you know how did the they do that, that by it? the it's, way? Like, how did it. they? Who
3: went outside during a coolant leak to readjust the camera and get a a better angle with it spewing way more bullshit out of it
2: because it looks like no matter where you would be standing from, like it looks like you'd be hit by this in some way or or form, right? You know? Well, not from this angle actually. This angle looks like it's on like the backside of of the cylindrical object. Who went object.
3: to who went out to change the camera angle?
2: Like, okay, but this where is are they huge. Filming this from? Th- that's not, that's this not is... the point. Like. This is huge, though. This is so much mass. It's so much velocity. Like shit. is yeah, just Yeah. Let's just say it is coolant. That. Let's say it is right. coolant. Yeah. So let's they, say it they is claim the, what happened it, it looks, is a it looks micrometeor. Video, it look like
1: fire extinguisher coolant. Like, to be fair, in the second video.
2: Well, no, I don't know about that because you don't know it being in space and like, you know, it could just be like bubbles. It could just be like doesn't have to be like foam. Uh, You're saying like it looks like foamy.
1: Well, no, no, I I, in space bubbles aren't like underwater, you know, density wise, just flying, rising to the top. So they're going to behave differently than you're used to seeing bubbles behave. So I can. Some of them are going different
2: directions. How is that possible? Exactly. In In the first clip, zero g. All the bubbles are going to the right, except for like ten percent of them are going to the left, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" There maybe there's a second
1: leap leak
3: between the clips. Dude, some of them, if you're watching this, Bob, some of them are coming out and then kind of going up, too. Like, they don't go in one, at one trajectory the whole time. Like, some of them change direction as they're going, and it's, it's so clear this is not a zero-g environment. Whatever this is, is not what they're telling you. Like, why are a bunch of the, why are the bunch of the bubbles floating to the left? You see that? The ones that are going up into the left? How, how in a zero G environment where this is supposed to be getting sucked out of this thing because it lost pressure from a (laughs) micrometeorite hitting it, just spewing bubbles. And some of them happen to just float the other way and go in different directions. Like this is, is it not concerning to people that they also have this thing under a pool at NASA to do training, <laughs> quote unquote, and then this also looks like it's in a pool.
2: <laughs> it looks—I don't know how to describe it, but it looks like there's a guy on the other side of this apparatus that is with like an angle grinder, basically. Yeah, like, and it is going in those
1: d- directions, like or trajectories, like that. And yeah, you interesting. Yeah. So here
3: here's a fact. One fact is they have this a replica of this in a pool. Okay? That's a fact. Another fact okay. is the bubbles some of them are changing direction with no gravity. That's also a fact. There are ones changing direction and ones not that are coming against the space station like they're going the opposite way of the where it's spitting out the bubbles. Okay? Right. Bob, is this a video from outer space?
2: I don't fucking know, dude. I, I can't. But if
3: you gunned God. your head, you had to guess, yes or no, is this I, video I, that you're watching right now from outer space?
2: I would say no. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, there's I don't know what the no fuck way I'm you'd seeing. risk your
3: life on going, yeah, this is coolant in yeah. outer space.
2: <laughs> safe bet would be no
3: yeah 100 the safe bet would be no, <laughs> yeah. the, would be no. The, the bubbles that are floating at the top of the screen that start going up are what, what are
1: those that are can't sure be not from like the cooling off of other bubbles
2: right yeah this is. is entirely inconsistent too this flow of particles is entirely yeah, inconsistent three, yeah. it's not just like a steady perfect stream of something like a, something out of a hose that would be no, it's just spraying like a huge mean, it's, ton it's of like, bubbles in a huge arc. It's a leak, and, caused it, and by it goes into a direction, and it it softens and it pulsates like higher pressures, and it pulsates farther, faster at, at times. Bob, it, it's I, it's a leak off of my caused by micrometeorite. Imagine like
1: you know holding your thumb over a hose, and you have like the more directed spray or the wider spray, and like, but it's not all like that. There are some slower drops coming out as well, and it's it's. I, th- I think that's a comparable uh, situation here for the irregular hole in a pressurized vessel.
3: I, I want to make one more argument. So let's just say I'm retarded. This is definitely coolant. And this is exactly what a coolant leak in outer space would look like. And this was caused by a micrometeorite. Okay? All that, let's just assume hypothetically all that is true. What are the fucking odds that in the. Fuck, 25 years now that the space station's been up there? Since, like, what, 97 is when it appeared? Randomly, with no construction videos of of ever being put together. Um, So, for 25 years, this thing has been floating around. Never gotten hit by a micrometeorite one time that ever punctured the space station. Because, if it had, every single person inside would die instantly. If you depressurize the space station by busting a hole in it in a in the vacuum of space the air would be gone instantaneously and everyone would fucking their blood would boil from the inside because of the vacuum and their fucking eyes would pop out of their heads and they'd be dead
1: Aaron, you bring a very important point to light (laughs) um although they call this a micrometeorite uh which would you know bring about images of rock and space dust and ice and stuff um, what it really is, what it likely really is is a uh, piece of debris or piece of shrapnel from a uh, scrapped satellite that was in orbit. Like th- this is this is the you know this is the risk we take when we keep throwing hundreds and hundreds of more satellites up in orbit. We get all this you know, the band of shrapnel. We're gonna be Space- Saturn in like a few more decades.
3: Space junk is another topic that they try to say is a big problem,
1: but I mean it is a
3: huge problem regardless of your derailing efforts, Josh.
1: <laughs>
2: what
3: the fuck are the odds that that would never happen?
1: Yeah, Josh, what are they? Didn't that it seem what am I, the statistician? Uh it's uh, Dude, it, a it micrometeor
3: seemed... took out the fucking James Webb telescope in like 3
1: Yeah, going to be a lot more micrometeors uh now <laughs> this this of course like I, I assume the ISS itself, like the, the core of it is a bit better shielded than whatever uh so we use russian uh, docking station this Josh it has is. a window to the outside
3: it's not better shielded what are you talking about it has windows to look at earth from yeah, what's that, that like, shielded bulletproof
1: with gla- like how, how, so so i'm, I'm thinking well, bulletproof compare, this is micrometeorite proof has to be it's ask, going like, like how do you compare 20 compare times the speed of sound the momentum <laughs> of a the you know the, the force caused by an impact of a micrometeorite uh, versus a bullet. I I love your bit, Josh. I really do. But <laughs> well, that there was a real question. Like I I don't know how fast the micrometeorites go. I forget. I, I don't know how massive they are. I don't know like what the actual impact is of a micrometeorite.
3: They go all different speeds, but they're mostly traveling. You know, they're traveling uh, unless they're traveling within a range of like sixteen thousand seven hundred miles an hour and like seventeen thousand uh 800 miles an hour whatever like in it, it with the same trajectory of the space station it's going really fucking fast when it hits the space station because the space station traveling allegedly at like seventeen thousand five hundred miles an hour ripping around so unless it's like pulling up to it like you're on the same freeway and merging <laughs> then it, it's even if it's going 200 miles an hour and it's going the opposite direction. The impact is 17,700 miles an hour. So normally the impact is going to be like something like a pebble going
2: 40 times the speed of sound through your windshield. Oh, oh wow, Aaron. You're not even close. The micrometeorite, the average speed is 160,000 miles per hour.
3: <laughs> the, speed sound like,
2: the speed of sound is like... 800. Yeah. <laughs>
3: My bad, Josh. It's going... Uh,
2: 160,000 times the speed of sound. It's going
3: 200 times the speed of sound into an object that's going 20 times the speed of sound. And those are colliding. And But don't worry. They probably have bulletproof glass. So rest assured, guys. This is totally real.
2: The bulletproof glass will
3: stop. It. <laughs> if the fucking micro if micrometeors are real, then none of the shit we say
2: we have up there is possible. Right. It would explode they, instantly. All they, the time. They would, yeah, they would just be being turned into cheese graters the whole time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Even if it's a rare occurrence
3: and we just happen to get it just takes one and the fucking space station would get all the air instantaneously sucked out of it, and everyone would fucking boil, and their eyes yeah. would pop out of their head.
1: That's approximately 207 times the speed of sound. Jesus Christ.
3: Okay. Yeah, I nailed it. Fucking, like I said, 200 times the speed of sound. Like said, it's insane. So, um, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, this, this, this is seeming a, like a, a slightly uh, a more outlier occurrence and situation than one might previously expect. So... Well, it it hit the James Webb telescope also. (laughs) So, what, 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 are we just really
3: unlucky with all our new shit? And whenever bubbles appear, we have to pretend that it hit the coolant?
2: Yeah, basically.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Or, Or... or we have to pretend that the astronaut's helmet filled up with water and he almost drowned in his own helmet because we're not in a pool guys it just happened to be a micrometeorite it just happens to be a random snorkel equipment that we had to fucking put inside they put a snorkel in the fucking thing
2: that's what they said that was their that was wait. their plan remember has there ever the, been an, uh, uh, yeah, a, wait. an astronaut yeah, okay a, has an astronaut ever been hit by a micrometeorite right no he would have been exploded
3: it would have been the exploded astronaut that we found out about.
2: <laughs> That's never happened, though. Holy Could shit. Could you
3: imagine shooting... It that, would be like you getting hit by a bullet, but it's going 200 times faster than a normal bullet.
2: Right. Like
3: I It don't would be know... like in an anime when somebody's like godlike fast and they didn't know it, and they're just like... Whoosh! And then you're like, no one knows what happened. And all of a sudden, like, your head just starts sliding off like, the top up, of your yeah. skull.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you get that, that small bead of blood. And you're like, oh, no. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like two seconds later. You
3: you have just enough cognizance to say, oh, well, that's not good. And then you just like <laughs> <fucking> crumple over.
2: <laughs> like, holy shit. Okay.
3: So. Given all of this, this is, we won't spend any more time on this, but I do please everybody look up how fucking stupid this thing is. Given all of these things, does this, and and Josh, I swear to God, don't start your fucking bit. Does this dissuade you in any way of thinking that the space station could possibly be real given the fact that it's been up there for 25 years and one incident like this one time would have killed every single crew member on board? And it's just happened to dodge all the micrometeorites. And there's always bubbles in space, but it's always a coolant leak. The only thing that fucking they don't know how to shield in space is the coolant. What and, coolant? And astronauts, to? helmets, what?
1: filling. What? No, they so add, they throw extra any, coolant um, on, any pr- obviously. Any jet propulsion. Bob. It's probably for any jet propulsion. Well, yeah, but... Like, I, was, I was thinking Josh, about a second here. Like It's so cold in space, why would you need coolants? Oh, probably for the jet propulsion. Okay.
3: You no, know, for the jet propulsion, but here's the thing. They also make claims like... Uh, Buzz Aldrin talking about landing on the moon. They, were fif- they, they had to pre- so precisely judge the amount of fuel to go to the moon that when they landed, they were 15 seconds from being out of fuel, having not enough fuel to get back to the command station. And they say shit like that, but they have just extra, just hundreds of gallons of extra coolant on the fucking station as it's
1: as it's attached to the space station like with uh with the launch recently and like the coolant leak and um kind of the commentary for the successful launch artemis 1 um the they were talking about and there there are a bunch of articles you can look this up really easily but they just have x they do actually just have excess coolants on this rockets for kind of no reason kind of just like bad accounting and bad engineering reasons they just have excess coolants like in just like double quantity of what they would want Uh, uh, okay it's crazy
3: Go ahead go ahead, and believe them on that. That's fine. We'll, we'll take them at their word for that. <laughs> you still think that a space station, that there's not one photo of ever being constructed, that appeared in 1997 floating around the Earth at 17,500 miles an hour, where in the last three months we've had two space objects hit by mic- micrometeorites and fucking destroyed... That thing has never had a micrometeorite hit it, which would have killed the whole crew inside. Astro- astronaut- astronauts
1: are so brave. Thanks for your service, Don Pettit. <laughs> you're not answering the question, Josh. I know. He's avoiding it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, were this- you asking me?
0: <laughs>
1: what are the odds that this a is a real question. thing?
3: <laughs> this is a real thing floating around the Earth. Do you really still believe in the space station? Just like, actually now I'm
1: very curious. You're honest. I know the, the, okay. So the space station, it, I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be floating up there because everything they try to accomplish on it is so stupid. and doesn't contribute to anything that it doesn't really matter whether or not it's up there. So why would they put it up there in the first place? It's that, that that's more my thought where, yeah, sure. There's a bunch of suspicious stuff around it, but like, you don't, Really need a space station up there to have your whole uh, everything you say well, you're doing with I it. I don't care if they if they need to have one up there. Do that. No, no, have, have... That makes the, the conspiracy more
3: likely, is what I'm saying. Okay, but what do you think? Do you think that I don't? I don't care if you think is more. If my argument is sound, I'm more concerned. But I I more want to know. Do you believe we have a sp- a floating space lab going 17.5 thousand miles an hour around the Earth?
1: 200 miles up in the air. Wow, Aaron, thinking I have all these convictions. Yeah, 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 I do believe
2: it. Okay. Bob. <laughs> how how can they do this without, like, a void shield They're like, like, a force field, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. They can't do this without like, Star conventional... Trek technology. Exactly. Right. Like, if we have these micrometeorites that are happening all the time, the crew would be dead. The spe- Like, the ISS would be fucking flatlined and turn into, like, a cheese grater this whole time. All of a sudden, it's becoming a problem. Like, I don't think so. But for some reason,
3: micrometeorites only strike to explain away whenever a fuck-up happens on their stupid live spacewalks. That's the only time that these, or when they get mocked on social media for how shitty their James Webb telescope pictures are, and they go, uh, it got hit by a micrometeorite, we can't send you anymore. We sent seven pictures, and we did all this hype. And you spent three three
2: months realigning everything. They've turned yeah. space, like the ultimate, like explore, like exploration, like universe, basically, into like a vast desert of death. Like you can't explore it, you can't do it, you can't do anything with it because
0: have of these. To,
3: because they, because it's not even what it is, in my opinion. I don't even think space is real. So that once they, once you get to the point where it's so obvious you aren't exploring it, you have to be like, wow, well, we can't didn't you do that in the 60s we got lucky i don't know what to tell you
1: we'll we'll be back i want to use the 60s and space is fake as a tangent to talk about another topic so do you guys remember operation fishbowl what 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 do you remember the firmament yeah yeah exactly okay do you
3: remember the purpose of those experiments I don't know what they said the purpose is, but the purpose was they were trying to, to get crack the firmament to br- brack back into heaven. Yeah. Duh. Yeah.
1: Duh. Now those those all seem like very, you know, <laughs> likely explanations for why you would want to. Read the uh, book of detonate- Adam Heathen. Like wh- why would you waste all that time flying nuclear bombs up super high in the atmosphere, uh, and detonating them there if if like the impact didn't matter. But it
3: the, did. They were trying to break the firmament. It did matter. Supposedly
1: the actual the actual reason was to oh, okay. test EMPs, to test electromagnetic pulses, because we've we've always known they've they've known even since before Hiroshima, and Nagasaki that nuclear detonations, nuclear explosions cause massive electromagnetic pulses. Okay. What does that mean? Do at, at an altitude, at an altitude, it has significantly spread or significantly uh, amplified effects. Um, it will just kind of. To rain down project down upon the earth um in in such a manner and that is where our you know modern so modern idea of emps come from so are you, what do you guys know about emps like you, you see them in movies and goofy tv shows and stuff and it's just kind, it's kind of the you disable Six the
3: Machina robots when the terminators yeah. come to kill you that's what you got to use right
2: they, they shut it's down all, it's all, all electronics you know. it's a, like a uh, a magnetic burst that destroys all electronics within, like, a certain radius, basically.
1: Now, how how is this magnetic burst caused? Like, what do they what do? They do? What's the source? Like, where's the source of it?
2: Terrorism? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Snake Plissken? <laughs> but but pr- presumably, the source of it is um, non-nuclear and... D- does not involve a nuclear explosion and is not... It's uh, you know miles up in the air right
2: it's never explained nor is the in, like the magnetic wave nor is that explained by the
1: yeah way. it's kind of like a doomsday
3: ray like where what's the source of the power of the death star like they just kind of yeah. say it they, they, they
2: figure the out. magnet on and off really quick and be like, yeah, but oh, unlike, unlike
1: the Death Star, EMPs are supposed to be real technology. It's supposed to be a real thing that we're under threat of constantly or could use in warfare. Is just the, uh, creating this electric magne- magnetic pulse to like turn off all electronics and destroy the grid in a, a 10 mile radius. Wait. You know what? You're onto something, Josh. Uh, yeah.
3: How how do they claim to fucking be able to do an EMP burst? Cuz they always tell you that it's going to it could shut down the whole power grid. Like it's the new atom bomb.
2: I don't oh, think like is. actual people are saying these things though. I think it's like in movies. It's always like in a movie situation like, "Oh, there's an EMP threat." The government mm-hmm. has never been like there's been an EMP threat in the area. I, we need to they, buckle no. They down. usually say
3: like a hacker will do it, but they'll they they say like y'all potentially I, in the future uh, will they all do EMP? Stuff? I think it's science fiction.
2: I think it's honestly science fiction. True, but
3: guess what else was science fiction? I don't know if you know the inventor of the satellite of the concept of a satellite, Arthur C. Clarke, the fucking science fiction novel writer. Yeah, no clue. So like,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I know the name. No, he is Arthur yes. C. Clarke is know the, story, the guy yeah. that
3: invented the concept of a satellite. He even yeah. like a bunch so, of other
1: space-like stuff that you know came true in very real fashion, right?
3: Yeah, in a very real fashion. I, That's a very, simil- very similar, very similar fashion.
1: With, That's not what I meant, but you, you know what I mean.
3: What happens is they take these the science fiction, and then they weave up a, they whip up a fucking narrative around it, and then they scare the shit ever out of everybody with it, and it's not based in anything. Same with the doomsday shit. Same with the nukes. Same with the EMPs is going to be the new one. I think Josh is onto something here. I can't wait for the EMP scares.
1: Yeah. So it, it seems like Bob is a little more has a slightly different impression. But I, I always grew up or was told or the the, the news or science communicators or whatever that EMPs are a real technology. But let's, yeah. t- let's take a step. Let's take a step back. Let's go to very very small scale. And Bob, can you play the first clip from the pocket EMP video?
3: Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that. Oh, yes.
1: Because like you said, I've always
3: grown up like they kind of act like it's real, but they kind of alluded to like they don't have like the wide, like a, a country wide one. You know, that's kind of the science okay. fiction, but we could do it in a small scale and eventually we'll be able to do it in a big scale. Well, how,
1: how small would you say small scale is,
3: Aaron? If you want to actually call it an EMP like wave, I want to say you got to at least be able to go like 10 city blocks for me to believe that you have this technology okay to well, be like oh there's an emp because i destroyed all the computers in a room
1: like that's okay well fuck you that's i'll have an answer to that in cow minutes. magnet and waving it around could fucking do that actually i think this video will, will give a little bit of context to that too
0: okay let on watch the multimeter and see what happens As you can see for that brief moment, it shut off the multimeter and the multimeter restarted. Since these capacitors are charged up, you're going to want to make sure you have something safe to discharge it. If I were to leave it on for longer than just that brief second, it would probably destroy this multimeter. Since I don't want it broken, I'm not going to test that, but just know that that probably is what will happen. Okay, so now instead of that big high voltage power supply, I've connected it up to my small pocket taser. Let's go ahead and flip it on using the same spark cap as before and see what happens with the multimeter. As you can see, the EMP is working well. Okay, so now I'm going. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not working well at all. It didn't even turn it off the second this time. Is <laughs> a, this is a taser. Like, what's going on here?
1: Like, <laughs> well, no, he, he has a he has a, a circuit grid that will um, effectively loads a capacitor and that that uh, will arc and release a bunch of energy. Blah blah blah. So he, he creates a mini EMP. It's it's, uh, it's supposed to make sense. And the but um, I just want to give that kind of as a, an example of scale as well. Hold on. Yes. Hold on, hold on. What I yes.
3: hate this guy so much already. Okay, <laughs> so first of all, he's making this fucking YouTube video. How many subscribers does this channel have? Uh, the other one. Uh, d- can you check this one? one? We just watched.
2: Uh, ho- hold on. Okay, two fifty-seven to three ten.
3: It seems like one of those gay videos that like they have like a million subscribers. A, for a some quarter. Reason. A quarter of a million. So a quarter of a million, and he can't show us his. Multi or his EMP working because he doesn't want to break a fucking fifteen dollar multimeter. No, did, did Are you fucking fucking kidding you me? It,
1: it, the multimeter, the the, the, the um the screen flashed on and off for a second.
2: It, the it fucking thing for is a to is, a
3: bunch of electricity. Right. No, shit. it's supposed to
2: destroy it. The, the The lore is it's supposed to be destroyed, unusable yeah. from now on. Completely- Can you imagine? no motherboard oh. should be able to survive something like something like this okay this is
1: just like a pocket at home at home emp it's it's not you know I, not I as want powerful this, as a, a no, commercial hold on right.
3: i want this guy to be like i have a super villain arc where he's like and then if you don't meet my demands i will release my emp and your computers will all restart and maybe you'll be in the middle of a word document that you haven't saved and you'll have to retype and then what <laughs> like what the fuck is he talking about? It's supposed to break it, not just turn something off for a second and restart it immediately. That's insane. Yeah, that that's
1: so,
2: really fucking dumb.
1: For for this successful EMP as well. Um, I'm not sure how much this is zoomed in, but the camera that's taking footage of this video uh, of this uh, is unaffected. Uh, does, does not die. Unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so like
2: definitely not 10 city blocks Aaron <laughs> that that rules out the theory
1: that NASA's cameras that that a, a rocket launch causes the EMPs let's say that at least <laughs> um, dude okay. this is the lamest fucking thing i've ever
3: seen in my life yeah you know what's insane bad. is how how fucking confident he is with being like so as you can see the EMP totally works and you know that i'm very this is a very smart invention of mine cuz I do,
2: in fact, wear a lab coat. I'm a fucking 23-year-old entrepreneur and uh, what the fuck do they call him? Like, lab technician, basically. Like, this is what this guy is doing. (laughs) He's never kissed a girl. Yeah. This is embarrassing. This is a guy that, like, tries to be, like, he thinks he's, like, the next, like, uh, Tesla... And he's like, oh, my God, I'm playing with electricity. I'm so fucking smart and eccentric. Like, no. No, you need to be autistic and you need, you have to be in love with, like, a bird to be the next fucking Tesla. Plus, I don't know if you guys know this, but
3: you know what? Every autist isn't also smart. Yeah. We've got a lot of dumb autists <laughs> out there making shitty emps <laughs> yeah. and won't won't break their ten dollar multimeter yeah uh, for their emp experiment and also like josh said the camera completely unaffected that's how shitty this emp is
2: dude i bought that multimeter when i was like dirt poor like from like harbor <laughs> freight that's like a harbor freight like five dollar multimeter
3: It's so, yes, it's so cheap and shitty. It's exactly the one I have at work. It's the exact same fucking one. I don't want to break it, guys. Wow, it would probably overload it
1: and (laughs) I can't be breaking this high-tech equipment. Only has so many allowance dollars this month.
2: Uh, You want to play more video? Yeah, yeah, I want to finish it here.
0: What will happen? Okay, so now instead of that big high-voltage power supply, I've connected it up to my small pocket taser. Let's go ahead and flip it on using the same spark cap as before and see what happens with the multimeter. As you can see the EMP is working well. Okay so now I'm going to be taking What? <laughs>
2: Every it didn't even All turn the electronics time. all the electronics continue to work around this guy. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the equivalent the, of like
3: a, your multimeter. like little nephew or something, like a little yeah. kid giving you like a a glass of sand and pouring water in it and being like, "Look, quicksand! See, look, my finger sinking in it." As you can see, quicksand is real. My little <laughs> toy army soldier, uh,
2: Josh. What uh, the yeah. fuck did you bring us this week? I love no, it. I love this because <laughs> EMPs are horseshit now. This is, I, this is this great. This is so dumb. <laughs>
3: i mean obviously this guy's retarded i bet they could do something more powerful than this but
1: yeah i I still think
3: the 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 vision they try to give you of an emp is fucking retarded oh here we go yeah look at this fucking map the
1: whole united states could
2: be wiped out that's a fucking radius buddy yeah
1: let's let's (laughs) give a little background to uh so so that that what we just saw was a lab experiments in you know a, a kid's garage like it's it's not a big deal, very small scale, uh, and it was intended to be a pocket EMP as well. So it's, it's not going to have a wide range or significant impact. The, um, our, our idea of a sci- science fiction EMP, kind of the the whole background to that is based on high altitude nuclear explosions, um, so and that that will cause a widespread projected what? upon large p- parts of the world uh, electromagnetic pulses. And Maybe you already allegedly Wait, did that, hold and on. it
2: didn't knock any electricity out. Maybe a thunderstorm, but how would how would it do that?
1: W- w- right? what do you mean How would it do that?
2: How how would it create an EMP? By yeah, just explain explain their detonating here. a bomb, a nuclear bomb in the atmosphere.
1: I mean, it, it creates the electromagnetic pulse to begin with, but if it's high up, okay. it uh, radiates much more efficiently down upon a wider area. That, that's the thing there. Okay, I see. Um, so, but, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of give, to follow what Aaron was saying. So what, one of the, um, kind of, uh, th- throughout Operation Fish, Fishbowl, they had a bunch of different experiments, a bunch of different tests for these enormous nuclear, uh, nuclear bombs. One of the earlier ones, it was, uh, like one and a half kiloton, um, explosion. Uh, it, um, was somewhere off the coast, uh, at elevation off the coast of Hawaii and for the um elect for the electric lights that they were the street lights that they were monitoring uh only 1 to 3% were extinguished um and i don't think they were even fully destroyed but uh yeah with oh, 1 we, to, one, uh, to yeah, 1 to 3% yes for the uh so i think it was like 10,000 street lights in the area they were looking at and it was like um 10 to 30 or 10, 10 to 30 sorry 100 to 300
2: and it, so it couldn't even take out basic light bulbs
1: yes that, that's yeah okay. for th- that for this large scale experiment.
3: But in okay, theory, so what, fucking why then what? So they they extrapolated that to pretend that it could take out every light bulb. That's yes. it. Yes,
1: I, I think I think this will bring us to the, to the video as well. this this clip here.
4: Oh, okay. This field. In general, the further from the blast you are, the lower the amplitude of the EMP. But because of Earth's magnetic field, the maximum amplitude occurs a little bit south of ground zero in the northern hemisphere, creating this pattern called a smile diagram. But no one will be smiling to find out that they're within the affected area of a high-altitude nuclear blast. Although a weapon like this wouldn't damage buildings, create nuclear fallout, be felt by humans, or probably even visible to most, that E1 pulse can have a huge effect on electronic devices. You're probably familiar with antennas that convert radio signals into voltage and current within a conductor. Well, for a strong enough pulse spread across a huge range of frequencies, essentially any metallic object will act like an antenna, converting the pulse into massive voltage spikes that can overwhelm digital devices. And the E1 pulse happens so quickly that even devices meant to protect against surges may not be effective. Of course, with just about everything having embedded electronics these days, this has far-reaching implications.
2: Okay.
1: The, are, are you more convinced <laughs> now Now that there's a, a bit no. clearer idea of the mechanism of re-radiation and uh, kind of what, how, how devastating this really could be?
2: Absolutely not. Just because some bald fucking uh, androgynous That's- fucking engineer tells me that it could happen doesn't mean it could actually happen. Dude.
3: That's what I was going to say. Why does every single one of these fucking people that do these stupid videos like this, they all look like a fucking slug tried to become a real boy. Like they all, they're all like fucking dorks that don't know how to talk to people. They lack all social skills. They have zero testosterone. They're, They're like, they just should have gotten the shit kicked out of them their whole life. And somehow we pretended that people who were cowards were smart. And, like, and then they get jobs like this, being a science oh. communicator, talking about the smile pattern. Are you fucking kidding me? There's no evidence of this. Even when they did actually blow up nukes in the atmosphere, no lights were taken out. One to three percent? One to three percent of the street lights on my fucking
2: street are out right now. What are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like standard just lights that go out <laughs> over the course yeah. of the night or something. Yeah. Like. Okay. Uh,
1: play, the, play the second clip from this. There's another, I um,
4: forget street streetlights, but a similar stat for uh, another experiment. EPRI did tests simulating a one megaton bomb detonated at 200 kilometers simulating. in altitude. They estimated that about 5% of transmission lines could have a relay that gets damaged or disrupted by the resulting EMP. That alone oh, probably sorry. isn't I, enough I made a, to cause a
1: large scale. It's, it's not that they observed 5% of... Uh, transmission lines telephone they, wires they energy lines they they yeah they based on their measurements they theorized that uh if there were power lines in the area that this could be caused i i i <laughs> i misheard the video when i watched it originally okay okay <laughs> you know so, they didn't
3: do an experiment
1: they just said well the math checks out that well that too that's that's what a lot of this is based on like some guy in uh, in the the fifties, th- came up with an equation, th- th- and right, this is based off, off of like
2: the probability of like a transformer in a neighborhood going out, and that's what accounts for like that one to three percent. Like if a single a single transformer that they say will be if
3: this EMP pulse even is emitted from a nuke, yeah. they would they say they know happens because they tested it
1: in 1941. <laughs> go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah, the, the... go fuck yourself. This is yeah, yeah, I, so I, all fake. Th- that's the thing too. Operation Fishbowl was in the 60s. It, it uh, there was I think a few preliminary experiments leading up in the in the late 50s. Um, Russia had their parallel experiments, Operation K or whatever some project K, whatever it's called something K and where they detonated stuff over Kazakhstan. With um, of course we don't have all of their results, but they're uh, similarly underwhelming from what I've read at least. And uh, then from what I'm aware, from what anyone's observed nuclear explosion-wise, there hasn't been any data since the late '60s on the EMP effects of nuclear explosions. Just and and that's that's like before you know the real the real digital age and us having electronics everywhere where it would actually matter too. So like they don't have any relevant data on these widespread EMPs. The kid couldn't make an EMP that took out a phone twenty feet away. And that's twenty feet is generous.
2: I don't think it was even that far away. I mean, it's it's a lot simpler just just to disrupt like the cell connection, right? Like that, I feel like would be so much easier than destroying all electronic devices within like a certain radius.
3: Theoretically, if we had a bomb that was a th- that was six hundred and sixty six times stronger than the thirty three bombs we used in Fishbowl, though. Our calculations uh, say that we could actually knock out every electronic in the world. Like, it's no, fucking stupid.
1: So, so Aaron, that, that's kind of where my... Uh, what I started looking into this was... The, the other week I was reading um, Dark Knight Returns, uh, the Batman comic. And there's a bit where um, there's a, a Soviet Union-U.S. conflict. And the Soviet Union... the or effectively the Soviet Union, they launch a nuclear bomb. And Superman, to stop it from landing on U.S. troops... Uh, stops it like high up in the altitude and deton- detonates it up there and then the whole world the whole of the world uh is out of
2: power for like a few days and fishy to me <laughs> i don't buy it i don't think there is a force in nature like obviously the sun could could fry like all of our electronics and like we kind of combat that there's there's reports of like the radio stations back in the day like back in like the i I think i believe like the 30s like the early 20th like 20th century there was like this huge r- like radiation solar storm coming from this okay. yeah solar flare storm coming from the sun and like fucking people's radios were just like turning on by themselves and like shit like that there's never been the opposite account never been the opposite <laughs> account there- right uh all like oh the the sun turned my radio off it was so solar radio radioactive that one turned, doesn't make any sense either do you know how to fu- how a fucking on off switch works there's not a fucking well, open. it just started producing cool it started producing static yeah because all you need is a flow of uh of magnetism or a flow of electricity and you can generate the opposite if you have a flow of electricity you can generate a magnetic field if you have a flow of a magnetic field you can have electricity that's how it generated that. Okay, you're saying, like,
3: static and shit's coming from it, not just, like, totally. it clicked on the yeah. station. It's like, hello,
0: my baby, hello. No, well,
3: it wasn't, like yeah, it, it, it
2: flicked on to static. Yes, correct. It didn't flick on okay. to a, yeah, but it turned radios on because there was so much power running through, like, the air that it turned it on to static. It wasn't, uh, like, a real radio station, yes.
3: I don't believe that. I think it was a bunch of super boomers that didn't know how to that, use new technology. That, that
2: was... Right. That was a bunch of people like back in like back in the day when radio was like just a thing and they just started acting really strange and like it, yeah. it, it is recorded. And that's like that's one of the best scientific accounts is because it came from multiple people like multiple like peasants uh, all around the country. uh, That's why I believe that. But it didn't so, turn anything off. So totally unbelievable, Josh, this whole EMP bullshit totally unbelievable I think that is his point though there's 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 a couple other things
1: as well the uh so it was brought up that um maybe interrupting a cell signal or something like that or uh telecommunications that might be possible um so apparently in 2003 in the Iraq war uh, the U.S. Air Force hit Iraq TV with uh, an experimental electromagnetic pulse device called the e-bomb and it attempted to knock it off the air and uh shut down shut down Saddam Hussein's propaganda machine and, what did it do? Um, Wait,
2: did it make uh, it like all staticky and shit? Did it, like, uh, there's not like the, the quality? quality.
1: There's not a super precise account, but uh, Iraqi satellite TV, which broadcasts 24 hours a day outside Iraq, went off the air around 4:30 a.m. Uh, one day. So um, I forget when it went back online, but ultimately for a few hours, maybe a day, um, yeah, one one Iraqi television station was offline. Huge okay. success.
3: That happens. That happens to people.
1: You... <laughs> so we yeah. just said, hey,
3: "Yeah, that was us." We did an EMP. <laughs> that happens all the time. No, of course we can't you, prove it that we. And have you, that well, it's super
2: classified, it, so the they're single. not gonna like,
1: tell us that they did it. But we
2: know that you we can know it was a the single. air Force. That, that yeah, that uh, that's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. Yeah, stuff. The, the another thing
1: for cool. for non nuclear electromagnetic pulses. Uh, there there are some. Developments in technology. Um, If you look at stuff that that Boeing and BAE and stuff, some various defense contractors are doing, they are starting to implement these into weapons. Um, So they're, but ultimately, non-nuclear electric magnetic pulses are—they're effectively microwave lasers. They're very targeted. They have a a range of, you know, maybe up to a kilometer, and um, they pretty much just turn things off. The the recent ones, they they, BAE's most recent one, I think it was, uh, they promised that it can actually destroy electronics but otherwise they're just these microwave lasers that turn things off temporarily now, that's kind of the practical <laughs> non-nuclear uh military use that's that's going down state of the art right now
2: what's what's the range on that it has to be like fucking like point contact no level they, they, of... they,
1: they say it's like up to um a few hundred meters or i think it's meters or uh, or um like a kilometer or two
3: Doubt. No way! I would buy. I would That's have bought one doubt. of those already. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck with my neighbors.
3: <laughs> big doubt. Turn her TV off. Holy shit! Well, thank God that TV station got knocked offline. Yeah. The propaganda Shand's machine. Stopped. Propaganda machine got knocked out because they would. They probably believed we had weapons of mass destruction or something <laughs> crazy like that.
2: Yeah, they were right in the cusp of, of discovering out some real bad shit.
1: Like like an hour later, just all the Iraqi citizens started thinking for themselves. <coughs> and they went on the street and started protesting, and that's how we overthrew the Hussein government.
3: Yeah, they were like, freedom. freedom.
2: A tale so, of the USA, triumph of the human USA. spirit. Josh, what you're saying is EMPs are bullshit.
1: Yeah, that's that's my thesis right there. EMPs are hoax.
2: Yeah, I, I buy it. Yeah, I 100% buy that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because like, you hear it in like, all... all no, you hear it in like, in like Hollywood. You hear it in like TV and stuff like that. You never hear it in like practical senses. You never see it taking yeah, place. I,
1: I thought to myself, "Have I ever heard of an EMP actually going off, or like EMPs actually being used in yeah. the real world?" And then I Google it, and like there aren't examples.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah,
3: it's a it's a science fiction thing. It's it's like the force field that we would need to save you from micrometeors. <laughs> oh my god Like it's not a real technology
2: <laughs> one day one day yeah speaking of technology that doesn't work anymore <laughs> you need to know what
3: science discovered you need to know today Whether it's face or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay.
2: Scientists have discovered that meat substitutes contain anti-nutrients that inhibit the absorption of iron and zinc. The industry needs to think about the nutritional value of these products. Science has done something good, by the way. They have discovered (laughs) that eating non-meat products are bad for you. Vegans, vegetarians, everyone, listen. Yeah, meat substitutes are... Do
3: you have eyeballs? It took scientists this long to fucking figure that out? Have you ever seen a vegan
2: or a vegetarian? We've had modern science for how many years, Josh? How many years have we been celebrating modern science?
1: Um... Oh, celebrating, excuse me, not have it. Uh, you know, like 50 years.
2: Right. I think like The atomic, atomic bomb. bomb. The Nuclear Age, We've yeah. been celebrating science since the atomic bomb. I understand it. Okay. They just found out that you can't absorb iron or zinc from these plant-based materials wait, that wait. you're eating, that, that you're being Bob, fed. Are you saying you're not willing to sacrifice a little bit of
1: your iron to save the environment? Mm-hmm. This just sounds, this just sounds like Bob being selfish right
2: now. Josh? Bob already looks sickly. Josh, iron is the most abundant resource in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get in a pill, right? You don't need it in your weed. Yeah. I would like it in my food. Hmm. <laughs> well, there's
3: every everybody knows that veganism and vegetarianism is bad for you. Like If you have eyeballs and you're being objective, every vegan or vegetarian you know is one of two things. They're either fat as shit or they're skinny and fucking their skin kind of has like this gray hue to it and they look like they're going to die. Like those are the two body types of vegetarians. There's never like this, the super cut vegetarian. Never,
2: never once in your life will you ever see that. Well, there was one on YouTube that ended up not being... Vegan, right, Josh? do Do you know more about that guy? He I was like a, a vegan bo- a, a vegan bodybuilder. He didn't really eat. who just secretly eats meat. Yeah, Hilarious. well,
1: it's one of those. I've uh, <laughs> I remember hearing a story about a, a story about a vegan bodybuilder, but he wasn't actually that like, competitive or a, a pro or anything. Correct,
3: correct. Like he was no because like, even in the bodybuilding world, he would have looked like dog shit probably.
2: Yeah, uh, he wasn't yeah. like the liver king of the industry at the time. Obviously, like he got outed and routed because. He was so skinny and, like, nothing that he couldn't compete with, like, the, the real dogs. Yeah. But, I mean, like, everyone knew this, right? Every single person knew this. I don't know why we needed science to confirm it. There was a diet. Everyone noticed this pattern about this diet that it was insufficient for the human body and human consumption. What are But, yeah, here we are. Like, what, what, is, what is this going on? What's, the, I don't know, the mechanism
1: or what are these... Particles, as it were. So it,
2: it was saying that like these nutrients, like in this food, like uh, forces the body to like block these specific types of nutrients. Basically, like that was like the mechanism that was like happening in- inside of the body, and that's why that's they're, they're they're calling it that. Yeah, and yeah, like they're they're just like tossing all these weird chemicals and all these like they're they're just mashing up like weird plant product together to try to feed us to try to be like well it's it's plant it's just like lettuce or something like that it's like no it's like it's closer to bark than it is lettuce and it's not (laughs) something that we're used to ingesting at all right just because we like we process it doesn't mean it's good for us does that make sense at
1: least microplastics worked like you know when they when they put shit in our food to kill us you know back in the day it worked this these these meat substitute plant-based products back in
3: my day my poison was way more effective yeah (laughs) why can't they just mcdonald's poison like the like normal people (laughs) I, i like
2: this because like they wrap it up and like they straight up say the they say fresh processing methods could deliver better nutritional outcomes i don't think so i honestly think it's the product itself it's not the methods that were used to produce it right well
1: it's if they can get like the
2: anti nutrients out of the product that's what they mean by
1: processing methods if they can make the product inherently not itself <laughs> it's,
3: it's just it, yeah if you yeah. keep going you, with these corporate this corporate path of of them controlling all the food it's just it if they get to the point where they can just grind up bugs and feed you a gray paste that's what you're going to eat
2: yeah and you'll like it and you'll yeah. love it and you'll be happy yeah, you'll have no beef and you'll be happy. Yeah, All no, right. wait, that's a good so, point, uh, Aaron.
1: So bugs are the only real alternative.
2: Yeah. If the oh, plant-based yeah. meat your alternatives bug-based. don't work. Be great. Yeah, no, thanks, Aaron. Right. Don't worry, because we'll grind up the parasites so they're nothing, and so it's just like this pace. It's like this all-consuming Yeah, they can't pace. infect you
3: if they're yeah. if they're ground-blended. <laughs> blended parasites are fine. I don't
2: know. I, I like
1: feeding my my own parasite, you know, live parasites, so it stays strong. stays... Uh, I don't want my parasite to get, like, you know, the fat and uh, the zoo-like.
3: Yeah, I want there to be actual monsters inside my body defending it.
1: <laughs> Aaron gets it.
2: The- the life of of josh here having like a fucking uh choice fatigue and in, in which parasite he he chooses to have <laughs> Funny. i like back in my day where there were only three parasites you
3: pick one and stick with it now there's thousands
2: i don't know which one to take cam all speaking of choice fatigue we have a voicemail
0: Fuck, three
1: things about Hitler.
0: There's so many good ones. I still have choice fatigue. Uh, one, just, um, definitely the occultism, like just how we went around collecting artifacts like Indiana Jones. That's pretty awesome and base.
1: That is uh,
0: sweet. Two, uh, he's just, you know, I always appreciate a good problem solver. He's a solutions type of guy. <laughs> And uh, three, I I just gotta say, uh, cop out. The general vibe, you know, It seemed like a a good place to be. You know, if you if you you agreed with him, I mean,
2: yeah. (laughs) I agree with Bobby. Actually, the um, the whole vibe situation going on, I I totally would have, yeah, written that. I that was his first point.
3: Very hype, but the. uh, I don't think he was a very good problem solver. That's where I disagree. I, I'll just go uniforms. But that's just, probably part just, of the
2: vibe. Just the aesthetic? Okay. Well, The aesthetic
3: was, is fucking sweet. Like, we based all of our yeah. favorite villains on that aesthetic. Like, Darth that, Vader and the Empire is just the Nazis. Like, obviously.
2: Or, or who's the fucking guy from uh, Street Fighter? Um, Josh? What, what's his name? Uh, M. Bison? Yes. Bison. Yeah, Bison very Hitler-esque. Yeah. He has like the pants. He's just
3: pants. communist Hitler, yeah.
2: Yeah, he has those pants that like the bulge out at pants. like the quads. Yeah, 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 like fucking rad as shit. That one picture of Hitler walking down like the, the stairs and like his cape is like fucking like in the wind and he has like those like poofy like quad pants. Like fucking <laughs> classic. Holy shit. Great aesthetics. The only, yeah. The only real problem there, yeah. Ob- which is obvious. Yeah. <laughs> What's
3: the, that's the only. Is that it didn't happen? I agree.
2: Yeah. I didn't want to say it. Come on, Aaron.
3: <laughs> that that part's kind of a bummer. That part bones me out yeah. about Hillary. His greatest accomplishment all turned out to be fake.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah.
1: right. that that thinking about that makes me think how terrible it would be if Don Pettit Don Pettit didn't actually go to space.
3: <sighs> Why? Well, well, you fucking have to sit and think with that one, because yeah. I promise you, they never sent that retard to space.
1: <laughs> Imagine
2: Don I'll Pettit. Pettit EMPs before that. Imagine Don Pettit being like the person live reacting to the bubbles in space, to like the the coolant leak. Dude, he's so much better at coming
1: up with explanations than these these new guys.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I got a big honking hammer and I pounded that leak shut. Yeah, big and hose, big and welder, and uh, I don't
3: know. dude, how okay? This is my wish list. This is what I want for Christmas. <laughs> Can you imagine if we got a video of Don Pettit fiddling around in his workshop trying to build an EMP? How sweet that would be. Oh,
2: dude, that's a cozy stream right there. A cozy fireplace oh Christmas God. music yeah. stream with Don Pettit in the background. Him in a Christmas building- sweater. Oh, I love oh, it. I love a Christmas it. sweater lab coat. It's like, you know, like with some, that a is a proper some... cup of coffee. We're going to do it. <laughs> okay, is going to do that right AI hey, hey, art A-R- Next us a, a task for
1: you. If AI art is any good, if it's going to take anyone's jobs, it better be able to do this simple task. Right. <laughs> All right. I think that's the show.
3: Perfect. Thanks for I have a really good one next week, guys. A really good one.
2: Get ready for our Christmas special. Hell yeah. Another asteroid? Whatever, fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat.
1: Don't tell me you don't like my
4: show.
0: You've got mail. What the fuck?